This is the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast, where we are meeting every week to discuss living from a position of power, living with boldness, living with confidence. This is the practical podcast where we are walking out God's principles and promises to see the best manifested for our lives. You are the CEO of your life. You have the God-given power and authority to live a purpose-driven, successful life. Welcome to another episode of the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast. Welcome, 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 my Throne Room Thoughts family. We are gathered here today for another episode of some real talk, some practical principles that we can work out in order to not only live in our purpose, but to live in power as well. How are you guys? How is my Throne Room Thoughts family? I am very, very well. Thank God. Your girl got married last week to my love, who I've been with for the last couple years. We have a beautiful daughter together, and we also came into the relationship with one child each. And so it's a beautiful, blended family of love. So I am very excited about that. Um, How are you guys? What is happening out there? We are gathered here today for another episode of supporting each other. I'm sharing my tips, my tools, and my practical advice on how you can live in power, walk in purpose, and um, exercise discipline all at the same dang time. So for those of you who are joining for the first time, this is the portion of the podcast where we start with the preaching potential. Now, what is preaching potential? Preaching potential is a quote that is really on point that has advice that we can use and apply to our lives in a real way. Um, These are very witty sayings and not just witty sayings, but sayings that actually can benefit us if we use it and if we apply it. So the quote that we are referencing today comes from none other than Dr. Cindy Trim. And I think she mentioned that she heard this somewhere, but I heard it from her on one of her webinars that I was tuning into. So Dr. Cindy Trim says, quote, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Now, why does this quote have preaching potential, one might ask? Very, very good question. I think this has preaching potential because there is a lot to be said about when we are ready to receive information. Sometimes, no matter how often you repeat something, no matter how you say it, dress it up and finesse it, if someone isn't ready to receive it, if someone isn't ready to hear it, they are not going to be able to receive that information, no matter how good it is, how relevant it is, and how useful it might be to them. But in this quote, it says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you are ready for a change, when you are ready to receive, that is when the opportunities will start to present themselves for you to get that information. You will begin to draw on resources that may have been there all along, but perhaps, again, you weren't ready for for that information and you weren't ready to take the steps you had to take. So when you do get ready, 
And when you do finally decide that this is the time and now is the time, then you will see doors open up. You will see resources present themselves. You will see opportunities appear that um, that you just did not see before. And that is just so on point, I feel like. And it is really relevant to what we're talking about today, because today we are talking about discipline. We're continuing our conversation about the importance of discipline and specifically discipline as it relates to writing things down, setting goals and working toward accomplishing and attaining those goals. So that is what we are talking about today. How does Webster's Dictionary define discipline? Discipline is defined as orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. Orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. So in this instance, the pattern of behavior that we're referring to is the pattern of writing down a to-do list. This is a daily activity that when you begin to do it, it becomes a built-in habit. Writing down a to-do list is particularly useful when you are concentrating and focused on accomplishing specific goals. A to-do list holds you accountable and a to-do list allows you to track your progress. A lot of times people tell you, listen, you do your own thing on your own time. No one can tell you when, you know, how long it takes to do something or how long it takes to to accomplish something. You you do it in your own time and you roll in your own lane. And a part of that is true because you don't want to get caught in a comparison trap. You don't want to fall victim to watching what the next person is doing and gauging yourself according to what the next person is doing. However, there is a way to track your progress and track your effectiveness. And in the interest of time, because we all have a limited amount of time, none of us have um, an unlimited amount of time to accomplish anything. And so in the interest of time, it is helpful to be able to say, you know what, I'm trying to accomplish this goal and this is the end date by which I am giving myself to accomplish it. That way you ensure that you actually have success in what you are doing and not just leaving it up to chance and leaving it up to happenstance. When you are being deliberate and focused on your goals, you got to attack that with ferocity. You got to attack that thing like never before. You can't approach your goals in a passive soft, gentle kind of way. Like you got to be aggressive about your goals in order to ensure that you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. So when we're looking at making a to-do list, we are looking at what are the goals that we're trying to accomplish and what is it going to take to get that done? Um, contrary to popular belief, creating a to-do list is very strategic. It's not as simple as just writing down a whole bunch of things that you got to get out the way. It should be approached in a strategic manner. Um, so step one for creating your to-do list would be to examine what your goals are. What are your personal goals? What kind of things do you want to accomplish? What are the things that you want to get done that will enhance and improve your life? Um, a lot of, for most people, actually, you go to your day job and you spend 8, 10, 12 hours at your day job and you are fulfilling functions and obligations that have already been delegated to you and outlined to you. It almost has nothing to do with you personally beyond the fact that you are showing up and committing yourself to the task and using your time and your energy to get the task done. So outside of your day job, what are the kind of things that you want to accomplish? You know, it requires doing your to-do list requires you to sit down and actually think about that. For most of us, we're running on autopilot. We get up and we hit the start button and we go and we repeat 
every single day. We get up, we go. We get up, we go. There's not a lot of thought put into what we're doing oftentimes. We're just running on autopilot. So if you decided, I want to accomplish these goals, I'm going to turn autopilot off. You sit back, you get quiet, you immerse yourself in your thoughts, and you think about what are the goals that you would want to accomplish that would improve the overall quality of your life and that would propel your life to the next dimension, whether those be in your finances, spiritually, habits you want to pick up or habits you want to put down, attitudes that you want to take on or attitudes that you want to take off, things that you could implement now that your future self would thank you for, things that you could do now that would lay a solid foundation for your future so that when you get to that next place, that next destination in your life, you're already set. Those are the kind of things that you have to ponder on and consider. So when you consider those things, you can then say, okay, these are the goals I would like to accomplish for the month. So you sit down and you say, listen, for the entire month of April, these are the 5, 10, 12 things that I want to ensure that I get done. Next, you break those things down into weekly goals. So there's four weeks in a month, typically. Um, And so after you list your 10, 12 things, however many things are on your list, you break it down and say, okay, for each week, this is how many things I'm going to tackle for each week. Now, for me personally, I have to break things down into bite-sized pieces because if I get overwhelmed, I'm going to retreat and I'm not going to do anything at all. That's just how I am. I shut down and I don't even attempt. So when you break your goals down into bite-sized pieces, it makes it more manageable and you're better able to track your success and your progress with small wins. So After you do the monthly goals, then you break them down into weekly goals. Your weekly goals will be different from week to week, or some things may carry over depending on whether you completed them or not. And if they carry over, that's perfectly fine. It's not a big deal. So once you do your weekly goals, you will now take your weekly goals and break them down into daily activities. And your daily activities will be listed according to timeframes. For example, if I look at my to-do list for today, It says um, from nine to 10 in the morning, I was doing prayer, worship and reading my devotionals from 10 to 11. I was studying scripture on King David in preparation for the Bible study that I'm going to be hosting for the month of May. From 11 to 11.30, I was posting on the Throne Room Thoughts Facebook page and also posting on my cousin's Depend on Edie business page. So this is how my activities are broken down. Also from 11.30 to 12, I was collecting addresses and um, starting a database to collect the addresses that my cousin uses for his cleaning and, and different services that he provides. So those are how, that's an example of how my activities are broken down thing by thing by thing. Everything that I do throughout the day is something that propels my goal, my overall goals for the month forward. Every single activity for the day propels my overall goals forward. And so they are listed in, in according to how much time it takes. So, you know, something might take an hour, something else might take two, something else might take 30 minutes. It you, you Only you could make that determination as to how much time you need to complete that particular task. And that's fine. You make that determination. But the point is to break it down and to give yourself... Um, a limited amount of time to do it and then to move on to the next thing after. Um, A really, really important thing that I find to be useful is that sometimes you can bundle your tasks. For example, I might be... um, cleaning the kitchen, but when I'm clean, while I'm cleaning the kitchen, I'm listening to my praise and worship. 
I'm bundling what I'm doing because listening to praise and worship is important to me. And it is something that I deem necessary for my life and for the functioning of my life. So it is something that I do regularly. So while I'm doing that, I factor in other things that I could be doing at the same time. You don't always have to separate every single thing. Some things could be done together. Some things absolutely should not be done together because they distract from one another. But if you figure you can do these two things at the same time, or you can do a couple of things within this time frame, then by all means do do those things within that time frame so that you don't feel stretched thin so that you can get multiple things done. So again, um, step one would be to make your monthly goals. Step two, to break them down into weekly goals. And then step three, to break that down into daily activities done according to time frames. So when you do that, you will be able to better manage and gauge how you're doing in terms of your goals. Um, let's look at uh, a scripture that talks about the importance of writing things down. And this comes from Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. So this is Habakkuk two, two. And it says, and God said to the prophet, write the vision and make it plain so that he who runs may read it, write the vision and make it plain. Now, although this is a very short um, scripture, it says a mouthful, especially in the context of the scripture, the prophet Habakkuk was calling out to God, crying out to God and complaining about the state of affairs in um, Israel at the time. And he was unhappy with the different things he was seeing and with the way that the people were behaving. So he cried out to God and asked God, well, how long and and what's going to happen and, and wh- where are we going to end up? Like he just had so much uncertainty and displeasure. And so he um, appealed to God about what was going on. And God said to him to write the vision. Um, and make it plain. God gave him a vision and told him to write the vision. So first of all, God gave him that vision. We have to have a vision for our lives. We have to have a vision for what we want our lives to look like, what we want our legacy to be. You know, when uh, last week, Nipsey Hussle um, was shot and killed and Everybody is mourning him and everybody is saying so many um, positive, wonderful things about him. So many consistent things in terms of the fact that he was um, a staple in the community, in terms of the fact that he was a role model in terms of business and entrepreneurship and, you know, just intellect and learning new things and, and enriching the community and those kind of things. It's a very Um, consistent in terms of what everybody has to say. And so we have to all consider because we are all going to die at some point. I pray that it doesn't have to be a tragic end, a tragic and untimely end like his, but we are all going to die at some point. And for the most part, we don't get to choose when and how. The question is, what will your legacy be? What will people say about you? What will people be able to say you contributed? What will people be able to say you left behind? Even in one of his speeches that um, that was posted on IG, he said, you know, it's about the legacy, about what you're going to leave here when you go, because you're going regardless. But what will you leave here? What will you leave here to live on past you? What will you leave here that will outlive your name? That long after you have died and gone on, this thing that you've done or these lives that you've impacted still speak for you. That is the question when you're considering your vision. And you know, God has given us all very special gifts. He has created each and every one of us for such a time as this. And the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? 
to take advantage? Are you ready to dig in and, and take those gifts out of you and pour them out? That is the question that we all have to contend with at some point. And so what I did for the month of April was I started a discipline challenge. There's always a challenge for something. And some of these challenges be the dumbest challenges, the most silly things that don't do nothing but entertain you for a few minutes, but add no wealth and add nothing to your life. So I wanted to start a discipline challenge and the discipline challenge is centered around making a to-do list every single day for the month of April. And I would hope that after doing it for some time, that it becomes a habit and you become, you start to command your day. You become someone who doesn't just go where the wind is blowing and you don't just go where the day is taking you, but you command where you want your day to go and what things you want to accomplish and what what mountains and giants you're going to slay and conquer for your life. And so the discipline challenge is all about making your to-do list, going through it each and every day, checking your list and making it twice and, you know, recalibrating and re-evaluating re, um, what worked and what didn't, what you need to do differently, and what the quality of your life is like. Again, we got to turn the autopilot off. The getting up and the ripping and running and repeat and get up and rip and run and repeat and suffering from frustration, anxiety, exhaustion. These things are so commonplace in our culture that we don't think there's anything wrong with those feelings. Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm frustrated. I have no patience. I'm anxious. And like, these are issues that um, we live with in our culture, especially in New York City. And I'm guessing other big cities as well. They're overcrowded. They're loud. They're overactive. There's constantly something going on. There's constantly stimulation happening from the outside. And so like just driving in my car to get from point A to point B sometimes brings me such like a feeling of anxiety. I can't even explain it. And it's like, that's not, that's not acceptable to live with. It's not acceptable to deal with on a regular basis. And until we get a handle on ourselves from the inside out, then we will always be struggling with those feelings. So I'm challenging everybody to be disciplined. Again, um, the definition of discipline is to, is to prescribe to, um, to a particular conduct. It's orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. And the pattern of behavior is to make your to-do list every single month, every week, every day, and command your life. Go where you need to go and do the things that would leave a lasting legacy, that will push your life in the direction of leaving a lasting legacy and a lasting impact because that is what we were all created for. We were created by a great big God and he wants to do great big things in us and through us. And so I do pray that each and every one of us can tap into that and um, access that greatness and access that part of ourselves that is poured out for God and doing what God created us to do. So I will be sharing my to-do list every day. I'll be on IGTV um, sharing my to-do list with everyone. I sat down last night finally and made my to-do list for the month. And then I broke it down for, for, um, each week. And now I also went and broke it down for each day. Um, so I will be sharing that with everyone week by week. 
and letting everyone see how I'm doing and how I approach my to-do list and how I develop my goals and those different kinds of things. Um, So join me, join Throne Room Thoughts and make your to-do list and tag me at Throne Room Thoughts. I am Throne Room Thoughts on Facebook and I'm Throne Room Thoughts on Instagram. Tag me and let me know how it's going. So we will see. We will see. I'm looking forward to the success. I'm looking forward to how your life is changed, how the trajectory of your life is changed and propelled into a different direction because you have chosen to be disciplined and deliberate and intentional about your life and about your goals. Um, What else is going on? I announced yesterday that we are doing our next Bible study in May, starting May 2nd. We are going to be doing our next online Bible study and we're looking at the life of King David so um, so that we can learn some lessons and some tools on how to survive the storm. King David was very well oriented with storms and sadness and loneliness and despair because he surely did go through his um, his share of issues. Some of them he caused on himself, like when he went ahead and slept with Bathsheba, that man's wife. Um, but certain other ones he did not, like when he was on the run for his life from King Saul. So we want to look at the life of King David and see what we could learn and see what we could glean from him in terms of surviving the storm. Um, so that's going to be May 2nd. I'm really, really excited. You can go to throneroomthoughts.com and subscribe to the website to join the free Bible study. And I will make sure you have all the material you need to study with us. So it's going to be awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be a good time. Um, what else is going on? Let's talk about what I'm listening to now. I am currently listening to The Lord's Prayer by Phil Thompson. Um, I, in the last two weeks or so, I haven't been able to, well, yeah, a week and a half, I would say, I haven't been able to really listen to a lot of um, worship music in the way that I normally would, simply because um, I've been listening to the songs and rehearsing the songs that that we're singing at church um, on the worship team. And so, We are going to be singing the Lord's Prayer this week. And so this is what I have been listening to for the last several days. The Lord's Prayer by Phil Thompson. It's a wonderful song and I'm really excited to sing it at church and to worship with everyone to that song. So take a listen when you can. It is a wonderful song and I trust that you will enjoy it. We shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony continue to send me your testimonies. You can log on to throneroomthoughts.com, click the contact tab and fill out the contact form with your testimonies or with your prayer request. I honor and appreciate and feel very humbled by your prayer requests. And I, of course, respond to each and every one within 24 hours after I go to God, seek the Lord and pray on your behalf. So by all means, continue to um, log on to the website and send your prayer requests in and we will continue to lift you up in prayer. I love you guys. Please join the discipline challenge. Let's get this discipline in order. Let's get this elevation in order and accelerate our lives to the next level together. I am looking forward to leveling up with y'all. Until the next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. 
stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com. So God, let your